I am definitely having technical difficulties. It will not let me unmute the uh, Claire mic. I think I got it. Sounds like we're back in business, baby. Sounds like we are. Now, I have a lot of technical difficulties this morning. I uh taking care of a couple of dogs at the moment that I typically am not taking care of. So I was running late. Like my uh my girlfriend and her sister found a couple of strays in the neighborhood that were dumped on the fourth. And they're just little puppies. They're really, really cute. Anyway, so they're taking care of those two, and I'm taking care of their dogs in the process at my place. So anyway, yeah, I forgot that I had both of them. Had to had to take them each on a um, mid morning walk before I got started with this. So ended up running just a few minutes late. Then of course I come in and technical difficulties start up. But anyway, anybody that wants to be a speaker, gonna go ahead and start inviting some of you guys up. Welcome to another edition of the Wonky Weekly Alpha. Excited to have you guys up here. Excited to do another week. Always enjoy this. Honestly one of my favorite spaces of the week every week. Um and before I shout this out, I mean you know, I, it's usually fun starting this off with a smaller space. So I, I like to kind of start off with a bit of a smaller, smaller crew, then work our way up here in a little bit. Um, so I'll, I'm going to pick some a stonk to give away, and we'll get it shouted out here in a bit. And I will make sure to say something to you guys when I do that, and I'll pin that up at the top. That way you guys can be eligible for a chance to win that stonk. Um, but yeah. Welcome up, Cube. What's going on, man? Before Cube unmutes his mic, I want to take the take some side bets on whether he's on the road or not right All now. All right. I want to see peace signs if he is on the road, clapping if he is just at his house. Now, seeing a lot of peace signs. Is. Oh, one oh yeah. Clap. We, got, we, got we got one cl- We got a couple people that believe that you are at your house today, Cube. Do the big reveal. We're ready. <laughs> The reveal is actually I am in my office basement. <laughs> I am at home, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you know that—that's that, a good. Co- it's basically home, right? The uh, so yeah, I got an office in the basement here. We just got back in town last night. Nice. And I still have. I was going to go into work today, and I've been able to get away. So I got the phone on do not disturb mode. Because I am so pumped for this damn space with everything that's gone on in the last week. So, hopefully not going to rug myself. Um, definitely just jinxed it. Uh, <laughs> but very, very bullish on everything that's going on right now. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it has been a, it's been a solid, quietly solid week. And then... Uh, yeah, I found a fellow frog wonky head. I just made a mashup. I owe a couple people cubes, as I say every time. If anybody wants a new cube uh, or anything, hit me up as per usual. Just shoot me a message on Twitter. So, 
can try to get some of those knocked out today as well. Yeah, you know, looking at it right now, um, we are still five stonks away from uh, from point one on Open Sea, which you know it's kind of wild. Slowly, slowly, slowly cre- creeping up, and you know, I'll go back to what I've said a million times before, though. You know, it's one of those things where, dude, even if it takes a little bit longer, like I'm not in this. You know, it's funny. There, I saw a guy that you know put some stocks up for sale beneath what he bought them for two days ago, or like right at where he bought them for two days ago. And you know, that's cool and all. Like, you know, people that are looking for that immediate flip, like, dude, that's great. But at the same time, I am. You know, I've said it a million times. I really don't care where the floor is right now or where it is in a few months because, you know, I'm confident of where we're going to be in a few years. And, you know, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm fine with giving people time to be able to stack at these opportunities because, you know, even even this last week, you can just see like on a low volume week because it really wasn't that much volume to move it where it was. You know, it really did move. <laughs> it moved the floor pretty easily. So that's one of those things going back to where I feel like, you know, I said this a long time ago and I really I'll, I'll echo it again. I feel like there should be a metric called like weighted average for the floor, you know, in certain circumstances with this type of thing, because it really, you know, just looking at whatever the lowest sale option is really isn't a true measure of liquidity as far as the opportunity to be able to enter into a project. Well, and I'd add there that I think the community within Ledge Art and Wonky Stonks is unique that most of us have experienced or at least dabbled in investing in our cool with longer um, time horizons. I think in one of the channels, Rooster might have pointed out, or maybe it was T. Rooster, you can chime in on this. But So the project, going back to October, how many projects that minted then? that aren't truly air quote blue chips, you know, are still hanging around and doing volume and are engaged. I mean, there aren't very damn many of them. Yeah. You know, you can go through a lot. Like I remember one that I think minted on the exact same day. And that's a great point. Like creature toads, right? Creature toads had so much hype leading into it. And, you know, from the day of inception, I, I'm actually looking at them now. It looks like they've had like a few sales, like literally just a few over the past couple of days. But like since their inception, they basically they had the initial hype. You know, they were one of those projects that they did the you know, they waited to reveal until a few days after the mint. And then after that, like, you know, reveal day hype, you just look at it absolutely nothing over the you know and i i haven't seen anything about creature toads since then and you know there are several others that i think are kind of on that same path uh, you know but obviously there are a few that have stuck around with it right you know i think doodles ended up minting out a little bit um a little bit later on and you know like you can you can name a few blue chips that during that time time frame did come to be but it's a lot easier to go back and look through the graveyard than it is to look at the examples that are standing on top of the uh on top of the pedestal right now no and that's exactly what cube is saying is the only projects that consistently have an okay amount of sales or more from 2021 are either blue chips and then, or like semi-blue chips, like PA, right? I don't know if uh, the general NFT community considers Psychedelics Anonymous um, 
a quote unquote blue chip yet. Um, but other than PA and wonky stonks, there's not a, another project, at least that I know of that consistently has sales, um, you know, like we do. Well, and back to the creature toads, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at them. They had 3,200 volume. So, you know, two and a half X what we are, their floor price though, 0.02. And I'm going back to May, they're averaging one and a half sales a day. So a bunch of hype burnout. And I just think it's the community within wonky stocks is just a little bit different and it's fine waiting for this and letting it play out. And it is truly unique. Also side note, that's the wrong frog project to be in ribbit ribbit. So I did enjoy Kaleo seeing you and uh, ponds kind of flirting back and forth on uh, Twitter here over the week, <laughs> a couple days ago. Oh yeah, man. No, Ponce is a good dude. I'm, I'm glad you guys helped facilitate that connection. I mean, that's one of the things too, you know, with all of this, I, I, I think there's a lot of strength too in being able to get together with a lot of these guys that are founders of other solid projects that are involved, that really care about their vision, their mission, everything else. You know, you look at the frogs too, where, you know, do they have immediate blue chip success with it? No, but like, has that deterred anything with like what they're adding to their project and where they're going with it? No, it hasn't at all. And I really respect that. And, you know, it's people like that, that I think really, you know, because another thing that I'll say toward it is there are projects that do have founders that care and that they end up failing. And, you know, I don't think it's necessarily because they don't care I, I think that there has to be a little, a certain element of, okay, there is a little bit of traction behind the scenes. And that's one of the things with the frogs that I like, where it's like, okay, you know, there is an active community. There is some type of traction. There is some type of opportunity there for them to be able a, to ignite some type of spark somewhere in the future. And that's what I think is a difference, right? Because, you know, there can be guys that end up releasing a project and they care about it, like, but at the same time, you know, if they are never able to get an audience for their voice that they have, they're never going to be able to have the opportunity to be able to get on that platform to be noticed. Or it's going to take a hell of a lot longer. And, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I think that, again, going back to like where we are with where the frogs are, I think it's something similar where, you know, there's an opportunity for that, right? There's tons of Tons of like stray places that are stray kindling out there, I guess you could say, where that spark could land one day and kind of ignite into something bigger. And, you know, we've got the voices within the community and we've got the opportunity, I think the platform, that it's just, it's not a matter of if that ends up happening. It's just a matter of when it ends up happening with it. And, you know, until then, it just is what it is, man. You know, like I'm, I'm confident, chilling where we are. I love the small community and I love the fact that, you know, with the community, there's really, you know, again, one of those things where the expectation set of, okay, here's where we are, here's where we're going, here's the pace of where, what how we're doing it and we're cool with it, man. And I think on the other side of all this, when it does evolve into that next tier, you know, we're going to have a rock solid core that's able to lead that charge heading into it that a lot of other people may not have in other various projects. So we'll see. I'm going through right now, trying to see which stonk I'm going to give away for the day. Let's go. So we will see. Mr. Johnny Solano, what's going on, man? 
Hey, how are you? Doing well. Dude, what is, uh, what's going on in the world of Solana these days? Well, all right, here, what I want you to talk about, <laughs> you know, uh, is uh, free, free Mint, the meta of Free Mint. Um, so, so I feel like it's, it's really not free with the gas uh, that you'd be paying in the Ethereum, you know, due to the blockchain. But what, what do you think about, uh, free mint on Solana versus Ethereum? And then there's, uh, a really popular project that's coming out with that's, uh, I guess is on the fence maybe of minting on Solana or or Ethereum that's gone real popular right now, so I'm definitely watching out for that one. But what do you think about free mints? Yeah. Well, I mean, funny you should ask, man. I mean, this was this was a free mint, so. Um, oh no, kidding. Yeah, yeah, this is a free mint last October. So here, here's my opinion on it, right? Because I was going through the exact same type of mental battle that you're talking about in October, as far as okay. Where do I want this project to be based on? You know, especially from the free perspective of at that point in time, Ethereum was, you know, heading toward a new all time high and gas was pretty ridiculous on average. Um, You know, I think that we actually did it on a relatively cheaper day at that time. It was around 70, 75 quay, which during that period was relatively cheap. Um, But, you know, it's still not like, obviously there's a price to be paid going into it to be able to claim still. So I think two things about it, man. I think that there is the potential upside with a, you know, truly free thing like Solana where you're literally paying pennies. The upside is okay. The friction, that friction to enter is basically zero, but you know, on the flip side, what I do kind of appreciate about the Ethereum gas structure to be able to enter into it, like, you know, is it completely for, you know, you might be paying 20 bucks, but that 20, $30, like I almost feel like it still does put a little bit of skin in the game. It doesn't necessarily, you know, boost anybody's, you know, the founders, whatever, like capitalize on the amount of sales they might be able to get heading into it. But at the same time, it does provide a little bit more skin in the game for the people that do enter in and a little bit more barrier to okay like i don't necessarily want to list this for zero immediately because you know i i did contribute something toward being able to claim this the other side of the way i look at it is you know whenever choosing between the two i just you know and hey i believe that there will be a solid future with Solana, right? But at the same time, when I look at the overall, like where are the blue chips right now in the space and what is the king of alts? The king of alts is Ethereum, right? So, you know, I I wanted to be built on what is, you know, and obviously it's, there are other points people can argue, but what you can't argue is market cap, durability, how long it's been around. And the fact that it does function under load that does pass that stress test. It's not in beta. Um, so that was a big seller to me as far as, okay, this is where I want my project to be and where I want future projects to be. And not to say that there aren't opportunities for um, cross-chain compatibility down the road for being able to bridge stuff over, but that's where I do see there being some advantage to Ethereum. But again, if you are somebody that is launching a free mint and you don't really have that 
quote unquote hype. You don't have the opportunity to have as big of an audience going into it. Then I think Solana is definitely the place to go because again, the barrier to entry is basically zero. So if you've got zero barrier to entry at that point for your platform, then that's the place to go. But again, like, you know, I had hundreds of thousands of followers in Solana, it would have taken seconds in Ethereum. You know, it actually gave people a little bit more of an opportunity. The people that I think cared a little bit more about potentially getting into something, the opportunity for, okay, like, you know, we can do this and it's not necessarily something they're going to immediately forget about. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want a long, yeah. long ramble there. I want to hear your thoughts. No, no, I think that's great. Um, I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, Solana has that, um, a greater potential for the scalability and to attract new market participants. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of looking to see how Ethereum on Solana would look like, you know? Uh, but, um, yeah, overall, I think, I mean, you made the right choice, you know, but, um, yeah, going forward, I mean, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, if they're able to, yeah, I'll work out the, network congestion issues and uh and and you know they they dropped a phone i i actually wanted to when you have a moment if you could uh maybe give us your thoughts on on the solana phone this the well i wanted, wanted to know what you thought about that dude you know it's sad i i really haven't done the reading that i need to on the solana phone yet you know Every time that I've got the articles pulled up and all of the information, like I, I've just, I've had a really busy past couple of weeks. So they've dropped it right during a really busy period for me. And, you know, it's not a great excuse, but, you know, I'm not unfortunately well versed on it right now. DM me if you got some, you know, I, I, again, I know there are resources and I've got them bookmarked that I need to go to, but if you've got any, that you've looked into that you think would be good for me to take a read through also that I might not have, you know, feel free to shoot me a DM, but you know, until then, like, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it and what you've seen with it so far. For sure. Yeah, no. So I was actually front and center when they made the announcement and it's like everybody who's important off on Solana eco, like they were all there, you know, somehow I was able to, and dangle my way in there you know what i mean i mean that's you know i think that's how a lot of how life goes you just gotta try you gotta put your best foot forward and see what happens you know what i mean as long as the right intentions are there and i i, I try to stay grounded and maintain those right intentions so um i mean i i think it, it's really exciting um and i'm just kind of really uh i mean I, you know I, it is really new and everything. So like, I guess I have no idea what they're looking to do or this or that. And, uh, but I think it's really cool uh, aspect. That's the, it'll be really, you'll have like a hardware wallet, uh, as, as a phone. And they're looking, I guess, to, um, really break through for the cross chain NFTs and everything and applications. So, you know, if if you'd have an app of a of maybe let's say a wonky stonk app on the device, I could just open that up and and maybe that'll um, really um, be a breakthrough for the ex uh, executable NFT. So maybe 
and I, I'm not exactly, uh, you know, uh, sure exactly what that really means, but I think, um, you know, with, with the evolution of NFTs and everything, like maybe there could be an app where I could just open up the application or the NFT and then, you know, I could interact with the blockchain right then and there from my mobile mobile device. I mean, there's a lot of people that trade on mobile and, uh, I think, you know, more people around the world kind of have more access to, to the cellular devices as opposed to like, you know, the laptops and everything. So uh, I think, you know, it's just going to pick up more pace and things are going to get a little bit more, maybe more hectic and just um, things will speed up, I think, even more so. Usually how life goes when you get older and stuff, it seems like uh, the days get uh, way uh the days get longer maybe, but the weeks get shorter, right? <laughs> I feel that, man. So, you know, I'll, I'll just talk intuitively my thoughts on the concept of the phone. I think in, intuitively, you know, I, I like the concept, but the issue that the world is facing right now is it really is basically a monopoly. I don't want to say, you know, monopoly between two or three companies that are out there. So does that mean there is an opportunity for disruption? Yes. You know, definitely. Right. You know, those type of things are monopoly until they're not, but at the same time, it's still a market that I think is going to be difficult to break into. The things that I think could make it potentially successful are one, the continued growth of Solana um, and the ecosystem as a whole, Um, you know, and, the crypto, the overarching crypto ecosystem as a whole, right? You know, I don't think it's one of those things that's going to take off. If the mobile phone is successful, I don't think that it will really gain traction, at least for another few years. And at that point, the real question is going to be, okay, if you've had a couple years of basically flat sales, flat to declining sales, or maybe slightly ramping up, and all of a sudden the market just, boom, takes off, you know, are they going to have the capacity to be able to produce those phones at the scale they need to when the opportunity is right to be able to truly capitalize on that momentum? And I almost lean toward no, um, you know, nothing against them. But, you know, you look at some of these bigger names that have the opportunity. They already have that supply chain um set up in place and they were struggling to keep up with demand. So I'm just wondering how they'll truly be able to scale to that point, regardless of how well functioning it is, you know, it might be a complete game changer as far as tech, but people are lazy, man. They don't care about game changers on average. They care about what's trendy and what's accessible. Well, and to that point, again, you know, I guess it also is what is Salada's, you know, mission with this? Is it to be, you know, a competitor to Apple? Is it to be a competitor to Samsung? Probably no. Um, is it to yes. provide something that is a useful tool for people that believe in the technology? You know, probably yes, at this point, you know, they, they might have aspiration and vision to be able to do something bigger down the road. But, you know, as long as number one and you know, is, is their priority of, okay, we're just providing a useful tool to people that want it. We're, we're not trying to scale massively at this point. This is what it is. Then, Hey, I, you know, I think it's a cool experiment. Yeah. And, uh, they sort of did have like a big, um, I, uh, not, what am I saying? Um, so 
it, it is sort of like quite exclusive right now. Originally, as uh, they have said, I think that um, ultimately, like the first ones rolling out will be for like people that are re- yeah are like super big fans and like that that are really like kind of the pioneers of the space where um you know like the developers and stuff so and and like you said i think the timing is really critical and important i think um and um you know if if the timing goes right and everything and it's like the next big thing it's like exactly like the people that are um that people don't really care you know if it's if um as long as it like kind of works right and and as long as it's like a trendy thing right so it's like all your friends have it and like this is the way we do things now so it's like oh like let me get one i want one too you know um but yeah absolutely i mean pretty excited for what's to come you know i mean it's pretty great that people are building you know shout out wonky songs you know what i mean like things are happening like charts are moving even if it's sideways for a little bit it's all good like good times <laughs> i feel that man hey so when are when are they starting to ship out the phones just out of curiosity well, i'm actually not not exactly sure uh, okay. maybe october but that might be completely off gotcha yeah man no i mean again one of those things i'm extremely interested in want to do more reading but just haven't had the opportunity to dive in like i want to yet little little bit embarrassed but trying to catch up right now on everything so no yeah. but yeah just just i mean sitting there and seeing like anatoly with sam like you know uh sit down together in the presentation and just you know discuss uh the potential partnerships and like where it could go and everything i mean I was like, I was like mesmerized. Like I was like under a trance when I saw that. I love it, man. Um, you know, again, one of those things that I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that type. And, you know, when you're looking at taking, taking all of this mainstream, right? these are going to be the type of integrations and applications that we're going to have to see to start to kick that off. Because what I really think that it does is that it challenges the people that are the ones that own these monopolies of, okay, here is something that might end up being a competitor to us one day. Here are the things that they're providing that we are not. And here are the things that we need to start working on right now for when this does ramp up, to be able to offer a product that does compete. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm curious to even see what, what that would look like and what it would do differently from, you know, like an iPhone per se, because I haven't done any reading up on it. Um, Been super busy these last, uh, two weeks so you know i'm kind of ignorant on the whole solana phone aspect but i i can't seem to piece together what they would be doing differently and how it would be you know more beneficial yeah again man no i i I know i need to do a lot more reading on it like johnny you can speak speak to what you know about it and yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I wish I had the answers right off the top of my head for you, but unfortunately right now. No, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, 
just don't want to, like, kind of have it come up, like, out of nowhere where you didn't know anything about it. But, I mean, as long as you, like, have some, like, I guess, as they say, a little skin in the game type thing, just, just by, like, knowing a little bit and, I mean, doing your own research and everything, if you're interested, you know what I mean? I, I'm definitely not trying to, like, chill this or that or, like, talk about it too much or take away anything in the space of me and I hope, I hope that you know that kind of brings value to the listener and you know get some excitement and uh but um yeah I mean yeah um let's go back into the wonky stocks <laughs> hey guys good morning it's uh it's B ways here Welcome up, man. I also have a good morning, B-Ways. How you doing? Hey, everyone. Uh, good, good, good. Just getting out of work. I'm outside, so I won't speak too much here. I think on the phone, I also haven't read up on the phone yet, unfortunately. I'll do it over the weekend. But I can imagine that there is some, this is a lot on the phone, I mean. I can imagine that there's some potential security benefits um, from kind of a native blockchain um, type phone and apps, you know, on, on the phone. You know, I, I think for now, like a lot of, to extensions um i'm not sure if kind of classic web 2 apps have the ability to kind of build in proper security products in their apps so you can imagine that this is like a better way of interacting with smart contracts uh, through kind of native apps that um that is not possible by the existing phones and operating systems so i can see that there's something interesting potentially there that i would love to see if i read up on on the product over the weekend I think that's really the, the main area that could could be differentiating and, and would be kind of crucial for onboarding over time as well into the into the um, into crypto generally. Yeah, that's a good point. I can understand, um, you know, being able to build apps that you wouldn't be able to build um, otherwise. But I'm kind of curious, you know, with Solana's reputation, you know, if it would even be functional if like you know too many people try to call at the same time or something and the all the phones shut down or whatnot no but yeah i mean uh you know i i just kind of thought of gaming and it's like a lot of people really do a lot of gaming on the mobile devices type thing so if it was like you know you had a game right then and there just like i mean you have some applications on your phone maybe already now where you like click on a little game and you go and play that, you know? So if you have like a sort of a game on the, on the phone, that's on the blockchain and everything. And you know, you're like, I don't know, rather that's like learning some stuff or just purely entertainment where you're just having fun and, you know, maybe I mean, you could earn rewards and stuff along the way. In crypto. Yeah. I was going to say that might, you know, be a potential benefactor is, you know, easier integration with the, Web three play to earn games, you know, compared to your basic Web two games like Angry Birds and stuff. That yeah, I can I can see some value there, uh, but that's not anything I would deem like breakthrough at the moment for sure. Nah, we'll see. It'll be interesting, man. Like again, one of those interesting things to watch. I think. It's we we can picture a lot of what this space is going to look like and what it's supposed to look like in the next few years, but I think when it practically gets there, it's something completely different than what any of us imagined. So, I mean, I don't know. Just gonna be patient. We'll see, and uh, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out.
I mean, who knows? Maybe one day everybody's going to be walking around the Solana phone here, and um, it might might be the game changer that that we're looking for. But again, <laughs> you know, I think I think it's going to be more of a niche product, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. So Johnny wanted to bridge back into the wonky song. So I want to ask Johnny, have you been able to pick up a stonk this week? Losing your oh. uh, lower barrier of entry. You see, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Solana Maxi, I guess, at that. I mean, I haven't really used Ethereum in quite a while now, like almost a whole year, I guess. But, and, I mean, so, like, I'm not really sure what's happening on the Ethereum side of things too well. I mean, I know I got, like, some kind of a seed phrase written down somewhere on a notebook. I might have to revisit that and, you know, <laughs> give a second look to the wonky song. Man, there is one wonky song, one single wonky song that is on uh, Solana. Uh, one of our community <laughs> members at D-Huts bridged it over. Um, so you you could buy a stonk and then bridge it back over to Solana uh, if that's what will make you happy. That is true. That is true. That would it, make you know, I really wish we had D-Huts here right now, man. D-Huts would have been the perfect guy for this conversation. Because that man, like, yeah, he, he's a legend. He's he's actually, I think, he's slowly transformed himself into a Solana Maxi. But yeah, for his for one of the projects that he was working on, he sent a wonky stonk through the wormhole, um, and there is one officially that lives on chain um, over there now because of D Huts. So that's what we might have to do. We might have to get D Huts to set that up again, and then sell Johnny on it to be able to be able to get in on the uh, it, the wonky action. No, nah, man, yeah. but it's been it's been a uh, it's been a good week, and it's been one of those where it's been like you know it, it's just slowly slowly been picking up. And yeah, it's fun to watch. Um, but again, one of those things where, you know, I'm just like, yeah, again, I'm not over pressured about anything about where we are, or where we're heading, anything like that. I think it's just important to be patient because, you know, going back to the conversation from earlier about how all it takes, like there are a lot of opportunities for these sparks to land somewhere. You know, whenever you've got as thin of a floor as, you know, there is right now on the stonks, it really doesn't take that much to be able to move it up to that next level, right? And the interesting thing that I've noted just about, like, market psychology as far as a lot of people going into this is, you know, you think that as the floor price increases that there'd be a reaction for people to be like, okay, you know, there's traction being built here and we're going to buy into it. and there is that but there's an interesting balance because there are also people that are like okay we ended up purchasing a stock x amount higher and you look at their wallets and the average people that are selling stocks in this zone are people that have nfts that literally are worthless and can't sell anything else um and you know so i understand from that point of view if you're looking for any type of liquidity in your wallet you look down you're all of a sudden like oh wait i've got this stock that like i didn't realize you know and you know it's having a little bit of action yeah i'm gonna go ahead and grab that liquidity as we go I'm sweating 
Hey, you know, and that's fine, man. Like, I love that people have the opportunity to be able to do that. Because, again, going back to what Cube talked about for, you know, how many projects are really in that tier of having survived and not fully in the graveyard from that, you know, late fall of 2021 time frame. And, you know, it's there are a lot more in the graveyard than there are that aren't. And that's what I really see with a lot of these wallets. A lot of people that have minted around that same time, there are a lot of graveyard, full graveyard projects that are mixed into that with the stocks. And I'm like, okay, I understand where you're coming from with this then. So full disclosure on my side, I did sell two stonks, but they were like, I'm getting very picky now. And so like aesthetically on the huge run up back in like October, November, I bought some that just aesthetically, I don't like as much. I think they're kind of dumpy looking. So I got rid of my poopy colored ones and I was missing a green area chart, picked one of those up, got my on a couple others. Um, but I'm so pissed at myself for that area gradient that I mashed for Y there a little bit ago. That is one of the coolest stocks that got picked up. And shit, didn't we have a ribbon go a couple days ago for like 0.35 or something like that? Yeah, I think it was 0.37. Um, if I had to guess the exact, it was something like that. So, yeah, you know, there's interest in the ribbon. And with that ribbon, I think why it sold where it sold, you know, if you look at it, um, you know, there weren't many ribbons that I can find out there that had, you know, at least especially ribbons that are for sale that had that high of a return. I think it was a 260 plus percent return that was with it. Um, I think it might've been a wave. No, it wasn't a wave rider. Um, I forget what its trait was, but I'm pretty sure if I had to pin it back, you know, it's the return. And that's one of those that a lot of people that I think, you know, that are looking into this project, that it's a little bit of a different trait as far as rarities that a lot of people aren't used to because they're not used to being able to slide a scale and say, and you know, that's one of the cool things I think about the generative art mixed into this is okay. You know, there is something here that is a little bit different than that. That is one of the, you know, part of the data that was returned back with this and was included on the back end. And it's just shown in a different way than a lot of other projects have their traits, um, traits shown. Yeah, and I know I've said this before. It's just kind of unique how everybody has something who's collecting wonkies that, you know, yeah, they, they're they attracted to. So, like, what, A.O., it's T. He's a sucker for, for all the red ones, right? I like the – I like Gradients. Wonka, I still don't know if he knows how to identify one, see if I can get him to come up and speak. Um but it's just such a cool project, and it's it's completely different, like you alluded to, Kaleo, with with different indicators. If you're not familiar with trading, you're like, what, what the hell is a Bollinger Band? You know, what's a VWAP? So I, once people dive into the project, everybody finds something else that they gravitate towards, and that's another reason why I love the Stonks, man. Hey, guys. It's uh, Razak here, or Dan Ran. I should say um... – Wonky Cube, I should have sold that thing to you. <laughs> but Gradient. Dude, um, all good. I mean, you had that thing listed there for, I, it was a couple days, and I was debating yeah, back yeah. about shooting you a message, but it ended up in a good home. And it did. I actually it did. just finished uh, 
making a cube for the guy. So I'm going to throw that out in the Twitterverse here in a second. Well, uh, just going back to what you're saying there, and I think this is the, the key, one of the key, uh, uh, one of the great things about the, the stonks is that um, it's pretty personal as well. You know, every, everything, everyone has their own personal tastes, like you were saying, some people like the red ones or the gradients. Um, you know, I have my own tastes as well. So um, I know everyone loved that uh, that uh, aqua aqua gradient, but um, I'm similar to you in the sense that I'm starting to get really really picky now. <laughs> so unless it, you know, unless I think it, I'm going to um, hold it for the next uh, 50 years, I'm happy for it to go to someone who might uh, enjoy the uh, the colours more than I would. So um, at the moment, I'm into that that Miami Vice colour. That's kind of a and that other, I don't know how, what you call it, but I suppose it's the the, um, the green with the with the um, I don't know what it is the green the blue with the red gradient as well that I think LST was talking about. Some really nice gradients there that I'm hoping to see if I can pick up some more and collect those ones. <laughs> yeah, so let's let Kaleo answer that. I'm curious of Kaleo's answer because, in my personal opinion, I think that the Miami Vice is that pink that goes to the yellow. But I think they're like distant cousins where you look at like that area chart. Yeah. That, that is the aqua to the yellow. That's right. Well, so, okay. I well, the pink, you know, the personally, I've always leaned toward what, what uh, Razik's saying here about, you know, just I think I've always leaned toward, okay, maybe it, maybe it was you that said a cube. But I think that the stonks you just bought, Raz, like I saw you, you just picked up one or two. Uh, that's the color I associate more with the Miami Vice type of look. But there are a lot of people that just say, okay, if it's a wonky color and it's a gradient, it's Miami Vice. I don't know. Like, it is what it is. I think people <laughs> have their own opinion, preference, and it is what it is. I think you're right. I think it is that, that pink to the yellow. Well, the one I picked up today, I think you're right. That's the one that people see as Miami Vice. Um, cool. Yes, it's, the, it's the swim color. trunks. The 1457, the swim trunk print, that's the pure Miami Vice. I think, like, the other aqua ones, I think that falls under, like, you know, neon 80s, you know, 1980s Miami Vice. You're on, like, a yeah. cigar boat, drinking some Zimas, having a good time. <laughs> they're, they're, they're nice gradients, though. I mean, they look fantastic. Well, nothing, nothing. I mean, they're they're beautiful. <laughs> God damn it, I love the stonks. So much. I mean, that's the thing. There's so many great ones, and I was just so I spent today actually a bit too much time today looking at some of them, and there are just some extraordinary ones that you know you've never seen before that are just held by someone who bought it for one ETH or you know zero point five ETH, just sitting in his wallet. You know, ribbons over the top of a, a, um, a Miami Vice gradient or ribbons like Taylor's one, ribbons over that gradient. I don't even know what the gradient's called. That one that you use for your PSP. That's a, that's a gorgeous gradient too. Um, um, well, itchies behind that gradient. Stuff you haven't seen before. I'm like, these are wild. <laughs> no, man. And I don't know. It's <laughs> again, I like what you're saying. There is, there is something for everybody with, mm. it, which is, <laughs> it is cool to watch. Everybody has their, their, their thing that stands out the most. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think they're fantastic. So yeah, and as, as you said, uh, Kelly, they um they have survived at such a tough period as well. And hopefully, um, if the market picks up, um, there's more liquidity um there. Um, you know, it's only it's only good. Um, it's definitely the fact that it survived speaks speaks volumes for the project. So that's that's fantastic. 
I think right now there there's six stonks to point one, and there's one, two, three, four. Let's see, five. You know, six, like sixty something to point two, which you know, again with that process, as a project picks up steam, and you know, this has been something I've just been studying with you know, a bunch of these NFT projects in general, obviously 60 something becomes a lot more than 60 something because they're the people that end up entering into a project purely for a flip. So they'll buy it and then they'll post it a little bit higher and, you know, it ends up adding a little bit more. So that same stonk, or there's some people that it reaches this mental place where they're like, Oh, you know, it is worth it for me for this stock that I bought a while ago. I want to go ahead, just cash out. I need liquidity. And they end up doing that. That's cool. It's all part of the system of being able to go, you know, to be able to grow because that liquidity needs to be there. You know, you need to have sellers for there to be buyers. Um, So it's part of it, man. But again, going back to it, as far as, you know, where we are with, you know, being the free mint from where we're established and, you know, where we're going with it, you know, I'm confident that, okay, the crew that's here, we like, you know, everybody knows the vision. I think everybody believes the vision. So as far as, you know, when it truly does pick up that steam to go to the next level, you know, like it'll happen organically. And, you know, it's something else that I've thought of recently is there are a lot of projects that I think push out these secondary drops way too early. And they do it just as a stimulus, almost try to provide a little bit of excitement to the initial project. They don't even care about the project that they're dropping the second one, right? You know, they're just trying to boost that initial one. And that's something that I'm never going to try to do with this, right? I think it's really important to establish real strength in that core initial project before you move on. You do something else because otherwise, you know, I think, yeah, you might get a quick boost in the initial one. But all you're doing is really diluting your own longer term value because if you end up dropping that second one and there's not a true market for it then it ends up just hurting yourself in the longer run. Because if you try to drop a third at that point and there, there's zero demand for it, and they're like, well, the second one did anything. All you're doing is continuing to dilute and you've lost the ability at that point to really be able to regain that traction. So I think it's incredibly important to continue to focus for however long that takes to be able to establish the legitimacy and the traction behind that first one, you know, rooted in the core community that, you know, has been there throughout the entire process. And then when it is time, you end up looking at those other options for, okay, here are ways that we can continue to add, like, you know, be able to bring in people that may be priced out or may haven't had the opportunity to get in initially that missed out on that first year or whatever it was. And at that point, you you look into ways to expand your community. You know, you look at the board apes and, um, like, yeah, they did the kennel club, but like with the mutants, they didn't really add the mutant side of it until apes were, you know, definitively the number two blue chip that was out there. And, you know, behind punks that hadn't taken over the number one spot yet, but they were definitively the number um, number. And a lot of people said, well, okay, 20 K is going to be too much with it, but there was obviously demand. And you look at it now, there's so many people that love rocking their mutant apes and, you know, but that didn't happen right off the bat. Took them time to be able to establish their legitimacy to be able before they ended up going down that road. And I think there are other projects that you can look at that, you know, like MFers is an example, right? MFers, I think, dropped 
their crazies and they did have a little bit of traction with that going into it but i don't think the crazies have really been able to maintain that hype after that initial drop you know because there was a little bit of fallout with that point being they i don't think had the core figured out for what they wanted to be as a community before they ended up establishing and dropping that and you know, because of that, I think you look at it, I think they're going to struggle a little bit more than they would otherwise to be able to regain traction going forward. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Kelly, can I ask you one question that I'm interested in? What do you think um, the hallmarks are for a blue chip collection other than price? Or is it just price? <laughs> I, I think that price is what the definitive answer is (laughs) right like you know there are other things that i think lead to that but at the end of the day you know it's price price because there are solid communities that are out there Mm. right there's solid vision solid this and that behind multiple nft projects but at the end of the day nobody's going to call them that unless the price reflects it what about longevity um and liquidity over a period of time i mean yeah you know i think that 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 category there yeah, yeah. Right? You know, I think that that is what helps lead toward a reflection in the price that ends up becoming, you know, leading toward that blue chip status. But, you know, it's not one of those things where longevity inherently means that it is a blue chip at that point in time, right? Yeah. You know, like, uh, ideally, I'd love to see the stocks become a blue chip one day. And I believe that, you know, we have the potential and we will be there. But, you know, as far as, are we there? And, you know, no, you know, there's obviously a lot of work to be done for that down the road. And, you know, just, I think, continuing to show up, continuing to do this, like, you know, there's going to be an opportunity here within the next few years where there is another bull market that is, puts the last one to shame. And when you look at what happened this last bull market, that's tough to be able to comprehend. And I think that, you know, there will be, incredible demand for the projects that still do have that lifeblood in them by the time that, you know, that next cycle really circles around. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, let's, let's hope that um, the next bull market, well, I, I, I won't talk about it now, but I think we, I think we bought it. <laughs> I say that every space is so. <laughs> Very good. Oh, I should just say, Kelly, um, I want to say I, I listened to your interview with Natalie Brunel. I think that you did back in February. And for anyone who hasn't listened to it, that's a really fantastic interview. So uh, kudos on that. That was that was really great listening. Good on you. I appreciate that, man, because it's funny. I think that was the worst interview I've ever done. <laughs> I say that to this day. I'm like, why, I... why do you why do you say that? I mean, you were very um, you were very open. Uh, I, I just did not feel very good about that one. You know, and like, you know, yeah. she did incredible, but I just didn't feel like I did very well. I haven't gone back and listened to it because I I felt so cringe about like the way that I was speaking. I don't know why. I guess there's sometimes where you're in situations and you say things and maybe they sound different to other people, but to yourself you're overcritical and that was probably one of them. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was it was, I thought it was a good one. I mean you um you had a different tone, I think, than you usually do. Uh and maybe that was around that February period where you just after you've taken a break, but um, you were certainly very open during it. And I thought, I mean, you always are obviously, but, uh, and Natalie seems to bring out um, that personality in, in, in her interviewees. So yeah, it certainly, it certainly came through. 
No, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. It was right after I kind of like took that little break and I came back on. I was kind of finding my feet back in the market, back in everything. And I think that was a big part of it was just there was a bit more uncertainty in some of my answers that I think that there typically is. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to, to look back on. Maybe one day I'll grow some balls and I'll listen to it again and we'll see how it <laughs> uh, Very good, very good. Dan Rand pointed out, or Razik, however you go. God, I, I just confuse people all the time with that. No, I'm sorry. That's my fault. I, I've got to change one of them, and I just never did. I started one after the other. No, I should know because you have that dope-ass pink, dope pink cube. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a shortcoming of mine. But I think you pointed out, you know, all these dormant stocks, stocks that are sitting in wallets. Like, I just found one that has to be a cousin to the, the famous 661. It's that it's a raspberry area right now for like 0.125. And it looks exactly like 661. Time frame's the same, chart movement's the same. But it's been really fun seeing some of these ones that have been hidden away for so long kind of popping back up. Yeah, it's amazing just trawling through some of them. If you just sort of search the gradient combinations and have a look at them, you see some really fun stuff for sure. But, but I've like asked this before, like I wonder truly how many like stonks i wish there was a way to find out that were minted haven't been sold and are still sitting in you know a wallet somewhere like i wish there was a way to find out maybe there is somebody smarter than i probably knows that answer but god there's so many damn good stonks yeah dune analytics i'm sure you can you know if somebody pulled it up you could find that way beyond me the cousin of 661 is 7579 though what I ended up noticing while I was uh, after I saw that uh, super bullish ribbon, so um, I went and checked my bullish ribbon uh, that I hold. Posted it up on Twitter like yesterday, maybe the day before, um, and found out it was actually one or there's only nine um, that have that quick of a high return. So. Just found that out about uh, one of my stonks. I think it's number five five six zero. So I went and sorted by uh, minute time interval and hour, because um, that gives you the shortest time frame, right? And then sorted by higher than two hundred percent return. Found out I had one of the quickest highest ribbons, which is uh, pretty cool. Never knew that about my stonk until just now. That's awesome, man. I still prefer the ribbons. I think that's my favorite indicator. I mean, everybody up here that's speaking, Kaleo, I mean, if you got to pick one indicator, you're ride or die, which one is it? I mean, again, I've said this before, and it may, as far as the indicators go, it may not be the most popular, you know, answer because a little bit of a higher supply. I think, you know, 6% with the uh, – with the ribbons, but dude, I love the ribbons. <laughs> so I'm I I'm the ribbons guy all day. But again, you know nothing nothing against like you know, like I think actually, dude. Okay, the guppies the guppies are amazing, you know, and I'll I'll get shit from you guys for the guppies all day. But I also do think there's some really cool itchy combos out there. Also, when you look at the uh, the like the wonky um, the wonky gradient theme itchies, dude, there's some sick itchies that exist. 
Johnny's just laughing because he he's clueless on a lot of this. But dude, it's uh, I'm telling you, it's real, man. Like one day you'll realize, and one day everybody in here will realize. And that's what the whole thing behind this is: is that the meme ability of owning the JPEG of a stunk is one day going to be more sought after than owning any real stunk <laughs> or. You know, it's funny, man. Like, you'll get some replies where people be like, okay, man, like, you know, I could easily go render some of this shit and I could do this and that. People say the exact same thing toward board apes. People say the exact same thing toward punks. They say this and that. Like, you know, people can re render a lot of this different stuff. But, you know, I, again, going back to the historical value of where we are with it, it's like, when was there any financially inspired NFT prior to this? And, like, there isn't. You know, when you look at the history of NFTs for any type of like, th there just isn't on the generative art side of things. I can't find anything. I mean, heck, on the traditional art side of things, I can't find anything. So this is, you know, really a one of a kind, first of its kind project with that. And like, I'll stick by that and I'm proud of it and I'll stick with it until, you know, as long as we're out here <laughs> until the, the day Ethereum goes bust. Not the, only the, the uh... <laughs> it's, it's extraordinary, it's a one of a kind. Still, no one can replicate it. It's it'll be a unique um, for a very long time. Well, you can't say no one replicated it. Wonkies did have one of the first true derivatives. Um, a lot of people really early on got uh, airdropped FOMO charts on Polygon, which are quite hilarious. Uh, don't interact with them if you do have them, and they probably ended up in your hidden. Um, they're more than likely a scam. Uh, but yeah, it was there are FOMO charts, which are like the 99 cent store version of the wonky songs. They are atrociously terrible looking. Uh, I dropped it in GM, but I'm going to drop it again, uh, just if you're in the ledge art discord, you can come take a look at what a FOMO chart is. But yeah, just like you were saying, not only is there not really anything else like it at all, the precedence that uh, the way the mint was handled um, and set up by being the first free mint uh, that I know of, um, especially one that ended up gaining any mainstream, you know, quote unquote, adoption, especially in that first couple weeks. Um, also, the wallet distribution, what was it, Claire, like 80 what percent? um directly after mint yeah man it was like 81 percent directly after mint and the fact that it's still you know is what it is where it's you know 40 something right now um or close to 50 percent at the moment like dude that's still incredibly impressive um for you know for a lot of projects that exist out there no yeah absolutely and this goes back to what you know johnny was saying earlier about um the free mint meta uh wonky songs paid the path for that man we <laughs> we laid the foundation uh and but no it's been well, uh, wait we're in crypto punks free mint too mm, i don't know to be honest <laughs> yeah now I, I i think they were man i mean with the stocks like in the air that they were there weren't a lot of free mints that were you know that existed at that point in time Yes. Um, there was a lot of lot of lot of cash grabs, I think, out there. And I mean, I mean, uh, the, the the collection really relies on like I th I think it like I mean, 
like it kind of matters on crypto Kaleo's career here a little bit no like you know if, if crypto Kaleo went to zero like i mean that couldn't be bullish for the for don't the say that again please i'm sorry i'm just kidding but i'm a little serious but i'm just mostly kidding but here you want to hear another one um and this is at Kaleo. um how does how does um how do seriously how does bitcoin make you more free um you know it's taken away my nights and weekends um it has it's lost relationships. I've, you know, been outcasted by my family. Uh, and I'm just, <laughs> um, dude, I, I mean, how does it make me more free inherently? Like it doesn't, I mean, it, I mean, I'll say this, it does in the sense that it gives me more flexibility to be able, you know, you look at right now, like a bank, I don't know if you've dealt, dealt with like, many transfers with a bank with how frustrating that system is of being able to send any type of capital, significant sums to people. And obviously, you know, you can do this, like this is more of a crypto in general answer, but being able to send large sums of, you know, value quickly um, and trustless, not having to have that third party confirm it, waiting days and hours to be able to do it, but being able to do it on the spot does make a huge difference. Um, and, you know, there are certain things as far as being able to move it. Obviously, right now, a lot, you have to move back into cash to be able to do that. But, you know, through Bitcoin right now, a lot of the times if I need to extract a little bit of liquidity, like I know ways that I quickly can do that. And you quickly can send it. But, you know, I think it, it's a better answer as far as people in the third world countries of being able to send and transfer value with that right now of not being able to have your assets immediately frozen right i mean heck you even look at usdc usdc can be frozen in a wallet right now a lot of people think it's perfectly safe but it's not um you know so i think that having that and then again having the security behind it um that is unparalleled by any other network you know there's a lot of value behind that um so, yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> as far as Bitcoin making me free, bro, I mean, like, what kind of question is that? Like, it <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, um, I believe I in it, like, for where it's heading and what it what what opportunities it provides, you know, and what it what it can keep me away from as far as, you know, down the road. But, you know, it, like just easy, easier sending of value is. Yeah, just uh, the immediate I, answer. I wish my credit card transactions went through faster and were reliable. I wish I had Lightning Pay so I could pay short-term capital gains as I spend my crypto in a secure fashion. <laughs> Man, like if that was shitting on Bitcoin or what? But anyway, Anton, go. <laughs> Uh, I think the amount of time that you have to have on Bitcoin, uh, it doesn't seem to make you free. I think it makes you more like a slave. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
want to say one thing on that. Sorry, it's just Razak again. I think um, I think it's important that people spend the time to understand it, though. So, because if you don't understand it properly, you have to, and if you don't get the conviction, you get shaken out during downturns like we have currently. Um, anyone can buy it when people say to buy it, but the real test is whether you can hold it or not. And you can only hold it if you have the conviction, and you can only get the conviction if you understand it, and you can only understand it if you put um, the time. I'm sorry, but I cannot hear you. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm I, saying I can you. Hear you. Oh, you can hear me? Yeah. So I, I, won't, repeat myself. I won't repeat myself, but uh, that's kind of my feeling on it. You need to put in the time to get the conviction and you need the conviction to hold through periods like now. Um, and that's all this is. It's just a shake out. Um, people with conviction will be, will be holding it. I think the best technology since the advent of the internet, but a lot of people do as well. <laughs> so I'm not alone. Well, I, I completely, thanks. Now I, I, I had issues by, by hearing you, but my point is that once you add the time on PDC, then it becomes like an addiction and you give more time and you give more time and you give more time. Doesn't matter that you know what it is about PDC. You give more time, like you start leaving out your way of life, your relatives, your friends, and you're like, going deeper and deeper and deeper on BDC, like giving more time and more time. This is what I meant. No, I think you're very true. Very, very really good point. And I think discipline and time management are important. And I, I completely agree with you. Uh, the utility of that time goes down the more you spend on it. Um, and I think you have to be conscious of the utility of your time. So, yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Ram, what's going on, man? Hey, Kalio. Oh, good, brother. Thanks for, for bringing me up. Basically, I just had a question for you. Um, I'm looking more at the equities market, and I know you're you know, vastly experienced. So basically, what do you attribute, like, this little pump that, that we're having? Is it just a, a bear rally pump? Or do you think that macro-wise, uh, something's happening? Because from, from what I hear and, and what I've read, like we haven't even started feeling heavy macro pressure. But then I, I see the markets. Uh, I don't know if people Bro, I'm just got, right got bored on, on Monday and, and just, you know, were anxious to get in the market this week. And this morning, everything like blew up. And then now, you know, you, you, you start to see like a little downward pressure. And I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I mean, I call bullshit on the fact that we haven't even felt any pressure yet, man. It's like we felt pressure. You know, the equities market as a whole dropped 25% from the peak. That is feeling pressure. And, you know, you look at, uh, I mean, heck, let's see. What did, what did tech as a whole drop? It dropped 30, 34%. And, you know, obviously there were blue chip names that dropped like 70, 80% from their peaks. Dude, we felt pressure. So I call bullshit as far as not feeling pressure in equities or crypto, right? Like we felt pressure. And I, I, I really, you know, I, I guess we're on the precipice of one of two things, right? Either a recovery, whether that's slow and grinding that out, or truly a catastrophic global meltdown, uh, 
Um, and I, I'm going to lean toward a little bit more on the recovery side than the catastrophic global meltdown. Because typically when people get fears and they start topping, talking about a catastrophic global meltdown, it's after a move like this, right? Where they're like, okay, well, maybe that's possible and maybe it's likely. Why do they think it's likely? Well, they think it's likely because that's what price has done literally since, let's see, since December. So, like, what else can they think other than down? You know, it's what people are trained to do in the middle of a bear market. They're trained to think that down is the only option and that heavier down, right? And they don't believe that until they're this deep into it. So do I think that that is necessarily what's going to happen at this point? I don't. I really don't think we're going to get a catastrophic global meltdown. I mean, yeah, is shit bad? Yes. Like, will it maybe happen one day? Probably. But, like, is it going to happen now? I'm I'm just leaning toward probably not. Okay. Okay. No, that that sounds great. Um, I I just wanted to get that perspective because, on the other hand, you hear people like, and, you know, these names are fucking ridiculous, right? But, like, uh, Shamath and and all all those people, right? And they're talking about, you know, oil can go to like 300, uh, 390 a barrel, right? And what that would imply. So obviously it's bear market, right? And you have everybody just shitting over everything and everything's going down, everything's going to hell. So I, I appreciate you, you know, just sort of shining a little bit, uh, a little bit of light on that. Um, been in the market for about two years. So I've known up only. And yeah, I mean, absolutely. It feels like right now everything's a scam and, and everything's going to zero. So I, I appreciate your comments. Yeah, no problem, man. I mean, like this is just one dude's thoughts, obviously, but that that's kind of where I lean right now as far as where we are. And I, I really think that we're, you know, we're way closer to a bottom than we are anything else. Anton, what's up, man? I should add as well. If if I may ask, guys, is there anyone else here shorting BDC at the moment? I'm so sorry for the question. No. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are quite a few people. I, think I mean, obviously short. there are, but I'm, I'm not. I think it's quite a lot of people shorting into CPI next week, actually. Um, and it was like pretty, pretty cool. strong labor data. For... Dude, here, here's, you know, I shared this a while back and this is like the worst, the answer people don't want to hear, man. I really think we're just going to chop in this 20 to 30K range for months from here right we're gonna see bounces it'll go up it'll go down like dude i'm just i'm honestly not interested in trading much of it at this point there just you know isn't a lot that i see that's really worthwhile to trade i think it's you know in this type of a range more important to stack and wait for a true momentum shift what i'm seeing right now is okay we're getting a little bit of a relief bounce a little bit of mean reversion heading back higher from that massive almost gap down that we had from 30k i mean heck really from 40k um and you know i think we'll fill a lot of that gap back up to the high 20s but 
it's just a matter of like, will it be sustained? Is there anything that's really going to drive that immediately, you know, shift to a new bull market, new all time high yet? I, I, I just don't see that. So I'm waiting a little bit longer. Like, you know, yeah, right now, am I, am I more bullish than bearish? I actually am. But I, I just think it's important here to stack capital preservation and wait until the momentum of the market really shifts into, you know, buyer's favors to be able to, you know, put the foot back on the gas. Okay, um, do you think the, the contagion from like 3AC and and BlockFi and, and Voyager, has it already been priced into current prices or do you think there's going to be further um, smaller entities that are that are going to fall in as a as a chain reaction man i uh i i think that there will be more fallout throughout the course of this bear market right you know maybe there's some people that they're still banking on okay, we're going to see that immediate recovery back to X price and it's not going to reach X price. They'll have, you know, debt liability that ends up weighing them down and ends up toppling a little bit more. But as far as larger financial, you know, some of these larger names that we're seeing, I think I think we're pretty much there as far as what we've seen with a lot of that unwind. But, you know, I, I do believe that we will see some smaller names throughout the course of this bear market still struggle with solvency because, you know, people are people. People are greedy. They make poor decisions. They try to, you know, try to dig their way out of them. And a lot of the time, you know, these type of moves expose the people that have done, you know, made those poor decisions. And you do end up seeing the consequences of that. So, you know, as long as we are stuck in a crap market, as long as we're stuck in this bear market, then, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I think we will see more organizations fall by the wayside as whatever they are depending on, whatever metric it is, just doesn't come into fruition. Um, so, you know, but I'm hoping, <laughs> and this may just be a hope, hopefully it's not just a hope, I'm hoping the majority of the colossal size organizations that we've seen unwind and fall apart are done. Easel, what's up, man? I haven't had the uh, opportunity to say anything to you yet. Glad to have you back for another Friday. I made it. I'm, <laughs> I'm in New York City, man. <laughs> You're in New York City? What yeah, the heck, yeah. man? <laughs> I'm here. I'm about to go see my mom in a bit, but I made it. I'm a little late. I'm just catching up and listening to you guys talk about the market. Uh, it's been... Uh, uh, it's refreshing to, to hear the stuff. I, I agree with you with the range. I think 20 to 30K um, sounds beautiful to play in between and die out and maybe nuke after. <laughs> but uh, we'll see, man. I'm just uh, I'm having a good day today. How you guys doing? Doing well, man. Dude, I thought you were from the Midwest. Oh, no, 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 no. P I live in PA, and, you know, I run around New York and PA all the time. So I have family all over the place. Sometimes I go to Florida, but that's pretty much it. 
East Coast. All this time, I had it wrong, man. <laughs> where, where are you at? If it's worldwide, wrong. man. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> wherever, wherever the internet is, Kaleo is. Let's go. Yeah, who's been buying all the wonkies, man? What's going on? I don't know. I think I snagged like 20 myself, but I mean, they're another <laughs> that doesn't account for like the other 50 or so that ended up selling over the past, past few days. You know, it has been cool. Yeah. I think yesterday was our highest uh, volume day since, uh, since like January or so. So, you know, it was cool to see 40, 40 sales, uh, another 26 the day before that. And, you know, today creeping up on another 10 or so. And, you know, again, just like as far as the floor, there, there's five more to get to point one. And you know, I think the point one is one of those mental barriers for a lot of people that as far as a project starts to cross over that line, that resistance and however long that takes, you know, there's just something about round numbers in people's heads. And there's also something about not seeing a zero next to a name <laughs> in people's heads. So whenever they see that, I think, Freaking Wonka, man. <laughs> I just saw the pin tweet. Uh, there's something like about those bigger round numbers and crossing those thresholds that I do think drives a little bit of market psychology as far as the, okay, maybe I should start to pay attention to this. So I think it'll be interesting as we approach and cross that barrier and that threshold. And again, you know, you look at it like half an ETH to be able to get to that. I mean, Heck, a little over one ETH just to cross um, above point one and, you know, start to get the point one, one, point one, two area. Like, that's not much at all. That's a little over a thousand dollars to be able to drive that. Like, dude, that's that's basically nothing. So, again, as far as, you know, igniting a spark within something like this doesn't take much. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. Been working quietly. And, man, I'm so fucking hyped. I'm sorry. I usually don't talk about this. Uh, but, uh, man, the wonky spaces. Oh, my God. That shit is looking beautiful. <laughs> that shit is looking beautiful right now. Love it, man. So uh, how how is the, the sandbox going? Well, the whole thing is, ah, man, I don't. I have, there's a, there's a wonky experience, right? Like a little storyline, um, sci-fi, wonky, you know, <laughs> experience. And then there's the sandbox, which, uh, you know, it's leaning more towards like, uh, being able to create a 3D version of your wonky in a way. Um, plus, you know, the whole environment and shit. So there's two things going on, which is the ability to create art. Sorry, the, the GPS talking right now. The ability to create art, you know, which was the beginning, and then a little story-driven uh, game mode <laughs> to, to experience with the wonkies, which I have to get on with you as I am now 
in the developing phase. So, you know, you guys see me 3D modeling and doing all that stuff, but now it's like when things start to come together and interaction, uh, certain decisions have to be made now. Which is, so it would be nice to get on and have a little chat about my idea and how, you know, what it could become. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm happy. I'm pumped for you, man. I, you know, I think it's something cool, cool seeing it, seeing it watch and seeing you slowly grind on something that you're passionate about. I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, think if, if there's a community that deserves something cool, man, it's this community. I don't think I, the, 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 what started from here, man, I always say that, I say it a thousand times. I'm happy putting in the hours and the time when I make it for it. I just feel good. I don't care what happens after, you know what I mean? As long as a few of us enjoy it, that's good for me. Love that, man. Love that. Um, Beach Dog, what's going on, man? I had you up on stage. Haven't heard your, your beautiful voice yet. What's going on with you? Well, I'm just trying to wake up. It was a late night of uh, trying to get cheap gas. So I'm try trying to power through my uh, coffee this morning and catch up on everything. And uh, just really liking the chill vibe of this community. I was part of another community while you, while you went, went, went away in the last few days, I wandered into another community and holy shit. It's a, wow. I'm just really, really thankful for this community to be chill and knowledgeable and, you know, just open. I was pretty surprised when you asked me to speak this morning because I was barely opening my eyes, but here I am. You know, it's really good to see the wonky stocks really starting to take off. I've been monitoring that the last couple of days. Uh, it's well-deserved. You know, this is this is something really cool and really special. So cheap gas as in <laughs> you're, you're looking for cheap ETH gas, right? Yeah. Yes. You got to do that early in the morning. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, for me, it's late at night. Um, it's... Well, actually, it is actually kind of morning, but right around that midnight, one o'clock area, uh, it starts getting really good for us. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that always sparks conversation between me and my wife. And then we wind up staying up way too late and we look at the clock and it's like four o'clock in the morning. And we're like, what the hell is going on here? We, we just wanted to get some gas cheap. And we discuss everything that... I'm, I'm lucky to have a wife of 20 years where we are partners in the crypto and in everything that we do. So we either sink together or swim together. We don't care. We just love each other. And that's where it's at. That's amazing. You should talk to Johnny Solana. Man. He has a good relationship with his, with his girlfriend, I imagine. Zero gas issues. Yeah, it's a... I feel very, very lucky. Very, very lucky. Yo, and, kick uh, me ways out of here, bro. What? <laughs> I'm also an older guy too, so you know I know all you young bucks out there. You know you want to be single and and mingle and do all those things. Well, I did that back in. Bro, in nineteen my is not old. How many times do I have to tell you this, man? <laughs> like, that is not that old. <laughs> uh, 
well, I feel feel the fifty six now. Excuse me, fifty seven now is uh, things don't work as well as they used to. You go out and do stuff, and you're like, damn, I'm sore. Oh man, it looks like the. Uh, by the way, the six six one impersonator just got snagged by LST. Um, just an FYI cube. I don't know if you just saw that, but the seven five seven nine was officially snagged. I sank my own ship there. Um, full <laughs> responsibility really for my actions, but as a salesman IRL, I did my job. And uh, just, you know, take that volume bar up a little bit. Well, that's good. Great. It's a cool stock. Cool stock. It's going to a good home. You know, it's like adopting a puppy or a cat from the shelter. Um, LST is a good guy. That's fine. I can sleep at night. Yeah, LST briefly hold the true, held the true 661 uh, until he made a deal with 80. So I guess he's that's having a right. little bit of buyer, seller's remorse. He's got to that's cope with right. the off-brand 661. <laughs> that, that. Yeah, it's Kroger. It's the it's the house brand. The, it's <laughs> the Kroger brand six six one. Yeah, man. I remember first when off. I first started off, and I was Johnny Ethereum for like a month in, in the beginning or first two months. You know, I was also even Johnny Bravo for a little bit. You know, until I evolved. But uh, I remember talking about, like, an NFT I saw on Twitter spaces and everything, you know, trying to learn and, and saw a really cool collection of some kind of NFTs. I mean, I mean, I thought it was cool enough, you know. I thought it would be reasonable. Maybe I'll buy it and I'll sell it for more later. And and I, and I like, saw a pretty rare one, you know. They, they're, like, telling me, like, some rare traits in, in the chat. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, this one's listed for the low. Like, it's got this rare trait and it's, like, the cheapest one. And then before my Ethereum transaction went through, some guy literally sniped that before me. And that was really, that was a really good learning experience. I mean, luckily the the collection went to zero and stuff too. So, you know, got that guy good. Wait, wait, wait. You were Johnny Ethereum at one point, man? Nah, I was actually just Johnny Bravo, but I was on Ethereum. But, um, uh, and then, and then uh, on that same space, actually, I remember, like, I, I learned about Johnny Tsunami and stuff, and I was feeling pretty wavy. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be Johnny Wavy, Johnny Tsunami for a little bit, too. But that didn't even last a week, really. I was like, it's kind of, you know, maybe that's not that's not my brand, really. Didn't make big enough waves, I guess. Have you ever been Johnny come <laughs> lately? That should be your name when you hop into spaces for the first time. What? Johnny come lately, the new kid in town. Yo, that's fire. Yo, what, can, can, can you DM me that? Yo, Cube is not rugging today. What's going on? So, I don't know why I haven't done this. I mean, I'm not up there with, uh, with Beach Dog in uh, life experience years, but I just realized maybe if I put my phone on do not disturb mode, I won't get rugged and I'm working from home. So that helps. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, is the intern gone yet? No, ma'am. He's out. Dude, this whore, he is. So it's a hundred degrees out here. He's out signing fields for me, like putting decaled corn. He's like banging posts into the ground right now out and about. 
so we can like air quote advertise, you know, our corn and soybean hybrids um, <laughs> out in the countryside. <laughs> the poor kid, he's getting paid really well. So I mean, it's fine. I was about to say we have Cube sending out his intern to do the hard labor, and we can hear him snacking on the mic. <laughs> I'm eating my trolley dino eggs. I need to get my blood sugar. <laughs> what are what are the odds like that this kid is on this space right now? Okay, um, let me scroll through. Listening, ten percent maybe. It could be. He could be on a do a quick account. scan. Because my next question are, what are the odds this kid actually gets hired? <laughs> well, he's, I've had some interns in the past. And this kid at least gets it. He comes from a good background. He's got another, like, I think two years left in college, though. But uh, he's not on here, thank God. That'd not going to make it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. No. Good kid, but he's doing the hard work today, and then I guess I'll take him to Taco Bell or some shit tomorrow. Or on Monday. Shit, it's the weekend. True indulgence. <laughs> right there. Take him to Arby's. <laughs> no, do not. Do yeah, hook Arby's. your boy up with some Arby's. <laughs> get, him, get him a Jamoka shake. I had some Arby's yesterday. That's probably underrated in the fast food category. No, here we go. I'm not even going to get into the whole bacon thing, my microwavable bacon pig thing, Rooster, since you're the bacon, you know, perfectionist. But shit. Y'all need to get my, uh, God, I feel like an ass. My intern was going to get one. We were hanging around like .04, and I was not a good steward to the uh, NFT community. We were going to obviously help them set up a MetaMask and shit. We just hadn't done it yet. But he'll be all right. He'll be all right. I think it's roughly the uh, same price in USD value since Ethereum has broken all of our hearts. Yeah, that's true. It <laughs> really is from the beginning of the summer, if you think about it. Jesus. Yeah. yeah it's crazy that you can get into a cool wonky stock for 100 bucks. Bozo's grand prize game, the bucket challenge. You get that $100 bill at the end. Yeah, if I hadn't dumped... Most of my ETH reserves on $1,200 wonky stocks, I'd be eating them up right now. <laughs> uh, but I was able to snag a nine trait for like 0.06 something the other day, like rank 200, I think, maybe 100s. Pretty happy about that. I'm going to need you to give me a nine trait cube. cube. At your service. Dude, shoot me the stonks you want. I can knock that out for you today. I still don't own a nine trade either. That's something else I need to check off the list. Yeah, they're getting uh, pretty tough to find. Let me get down to my PC, see what the... I think there was only three nine trades listed last time I checked. Um, let me take a gander real quick. That's the thing. I'm going to need somebody to like paper hand not know what they have. But there's so many damn good snipers out there that snatch up the good stonks the second they're listed. Let's see. Nine trades. Primary, secondary. Nine. There are. Drum roll. 
six nine trades currently listed actually for relatively reasonable prices right around 0 0.2 0 0.22 0 0.222 um so yeah there are a, a couple nine trades still out there right now See, that's where it goes back to preference like we were talking about earlier for that I'm I'm just all about looks, I think. I don't even think I own a particularly rare one, air quote. They're all rare, right? Uh -huh. um, I just like – like I'm looking for stuff that's going to mash well or cube well with a gradient background. So, I don't know. Bro, I'm just so tempted right now, like at this moment, to snag that .15 ribbon that's been sitting there for a couple of days. Ooh, the area one? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good stone. It kind of looks like it's like a waterfall falling off a uh, a cliff with the uh, the ribbon going down. Dude, that is a good stone. Cascade. Yeah, those, those are top fifty for zero point two, and that is going to fit. That's pretty pretty bright. Oh yeah, isn't it rank uh, like forty six or something? That that nine trade for point two. Yeah, free alpha for anyone out there with the ammo loaded up. Anton, what's up, man? Guys, we will have a red or green weekend. What do you guys think? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Makes the most sense to me, man. <laughs> well, this is not an answer. I'm sorry, Kali. You have to give that an answer because you're responsible here. So you will be blamed if you don't give an answer. Anton, you tell me, man. What what are we supposed to well, have? A red or uh, Yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, I think we are going to have a, a red weekend. We're going to go below 20 thousand and then hopefully above so yeah this is my opinion okay well then that's what's gonna happen you know again no come on don't be like that <laughs> bro not, i i, I not, told it's you not fair. it's not fair i told you kind of where i'm leading right now with the market in general it's really it, it's been amazing you know kind of taking this viewpoint of the next six months just aren't really about like you know maybe four or five months but they're not about heavy trading for me it's more about like just accumulating where we are and just kind of like vibing and looking at the bigger you know the bigger picture because i really think that people in this type of a range when the market's super boring they're trading just to trade right like there isn't as much conviction built into those trades the market doesn't necessarily warrant the activity that they're searching for and you know in that type of scenario it almost leads more toward gambling where you know can you nail some of these lower time frame moves yes but like i know my strength is riding the momentum whenever we do end up getting there and putting the foot on the gas then so you know at this point in time like i'll look at the bigger range and i'm like okay 20 to 30k great like you know, that's an opportunity to stack for the longer term bags throughout it and like not really worry about the metal taxation of just being in a trade to be in a trade. 
well, you mentioned it, gambling. I think life is gambling. You are gambling all day and every single day. So, well, but, you know, it's, but it's about where do you find your edge, right? Like, and if you don't find your edge in this type of con- market conditions, then you know, at that point, it really becomes more of a gamble because you're taking more, you're giving more control back to the casino and away from yourself. You probably are, not probably, you definitely are right. So, well, uh, let's hope we have a red weekend and from Monday, let's go green again. (laughs) Hey, I'm rooting for you on that one, man. And again, I don't mind a little bit of red. I'm confident in where Bitcoin's going and where the market as a whole is going, um, you know, later on this year. So, you know, but between then and now, my whole thing is just, dude, keeping up the vibes and being able to maintain you know, some semblance of sanity and just hope to survive until then. And like, you know, my, I know the way I'm going to be able easy, to do it easy, is to be able to not, easy, not trade as much. Easy, easy to say, difficult to do it. Thank you very much. Appreciate your opinion. Cheers, my man. Thank you. Yeah, Anton, if you're bored and you're looking for something to long with conviction, you know, you're in the wonky stonk spaces right now and it's probably had the, the best performance, one of the better performances in the market over the past week or two. So uh, that's where I'd be putting my money if I was bored. So let's say I'm, I'm bored um, and I want to catch up on, on some reading. Uh, what do you guys suggest? You know, I've, I've done a little bit of TA, uh, like fundamental analysis doesn't apply in my opinion, to, to crypto, is there anything that you guys do sort of to or suggest to up one's game? I don't know. I think uh, I think everybody's going to do what everybody's going to do. If you want to separate yourself from the pack, I, th- I think it, it splits down, right? Like three, I see it three ways. You got um, guys that trade with conviction for the for the long term, basically accumulate in the bear and, you know, laugh in, in the bull market. You have guys that trade everything, anything with, you know, pretty basic tools. And obviously most people lose if you make money. And then you have the guys that learn um, and go a little bit young, creating their own tools and understanding the market and, figure out little things that can, you know, make them trade better. I think this is a perfect time for a sign like that. It's either you're stacking or you're building a project or you're building your tools to, you know, take advantage of, of the market. Actually, I think, like, if you sit in the middle, it's a lot harder than doing uh, the others that I mentioned. Sorry, no, I had to run and take care of something. I just got back to the phone. Um, So I missed a little bit of that. I think you were talking about like reading material, that type of stuff, dude. I think it (laughs) it, it goes back to your interests. It's, you know, like, what are you, 
what are you focusing on? What do you want to focus on coming up? And I really believe that the first question would be how, how fundamentally sound do you think you are on the tech side of things? Dude, study more. There are a lot of great books out there just as far as, you know, the tech is concerned. Build your, you know, your conviction for the space a little bit more, right? You know, because I think times like this where the market's down, it's easy to question your conviction. So, you know, number one, understand why you're investing in what you're investing in. Um, and then from there, man, I mean, dude, just focus on like, you know, if you do want to focus more on trading, dude, there are a lot of, a lot of good materials out there that you can find as far as books. I mean, you can also find it as far as just guys that are out there that have free educational resources like cred crypto cred has a great resource as far as TA that he shares for free with, um, you know, useful, useful strategies, being able to understand a lot of the indicators that are out there. You know, you can go look at his material. You know, there's a plethora of material out there. I think the real question just becomes, you know, just going out there and doing it right. You know, looking into it and finding it and like whatever topic that you search, I guarantee you there's, there's good stuff out there. There's not one right answer. I think it just depends on kind of what your, what your interest lies in. Yo, Kaleo, what do you think about Jordan Peterson? Who? Jordan Peterson. All right. <laughs> Never mind. Or do, or do a quick Google search. Check him out. He's kind of he's nice. But he's not at all into crypto or investing or things like that. I also actually want to ask, like, when did you get into investing and stuff? And, like, how did you learn that? And, I mean, that's, like, that's like one of those pivotal, like, critical life skills for a man, I would say, trading and knowing how to buy and sell things. Oh, man. I mean, back in 2017 is when I first started to dabble into it, man. And, you know, just kind of kind of just eventually became more degenerate since then. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it, it's been a few years and none of it's been perfect. So uh, just trial and error and being patient, man. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned with it is just, I used to feel like I always had to be trading. You know, I always was in something and that just isn't the right way to do it. You yeah. got that itch. Where did you go wrong in life to be talking to Giant Solana on Twitter spaces? That's it, man. That's it. Where did I go right? Um, but no, man, I mean, it's it, it's been good. You know, like never would have expected to be right here <laughs> five, six years ago. But it's fun being here, man. Um, okay, so now I need to go through, um, you know, any other topics that y'all want to talk about, go ahead and bring up. I need to go ahead and do the Twitter picker for the giveaway in a minute. So give me just a minute. I'll be silent while y'all. If Yes, if I may ask, uh, you guys mentioned about, and you, Kalio, you mentioned about TA. Is it, it is not trading uh, about uh, emotions because it doesn't matter what, 
books you will read, you will learn about support, resistance, Elliot waves, whatsoever. I have watched, uh, I don't know if I may be allowed to mention that, I watched Trader Tom and Mark Douglas. They both are like, in my opinion, they are like, the top and i want to hear your opinion guys and they both never speak about resistance uh taking uh, support and so on and so forth they always mention the human psychology so trading as they see it is human psychology like if you control your emotions you will be able to gain so what do you guys think about this i want to hear your opinion thank you I don't know, man. Um, can you guys hear me? Just want to make sure I'm not rugging again. Yo, hello? As a bolt, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. What? Yes. Okay. You know, the, the thing that I find, the, the I think the most fascinating thing about uh, the concepts of trading is uh, the fact that there's a million ways to do it. And what works out for another guy doesn't mean it will work for somebody else. Um, you know, there's guys that trade the order flow and uh, the lines and indicators are shit to them. And there are other guys that just with a little line support and resistance, they make a shit ton of money. Um, but because they are, I think it all comes down to your system. Like, if you say you're going to buy there when it goes there, it's all psychological. If it hits 20K, I'm buying. And when it's at 20K, are you buying? You know, I think it's it's overcomplicated for some people. And the approach, the time frames that you're looking for, the size, the type of trader you are. Your long-term returns, uh, you need money right now. You're looking at the one-minute chart. And so the tools change with that. I, I think that bashing or saying that one thing doesn't work, I've seen just learning and researching, like, some of these guys use the most simple thing ever. Probably what you learn the first minute of TA, and they make a shit ton of money with it because they develop a system with it. And eventually, there's certain patterns that you're not going to learn with a book, a video, or a couple of days that, you know, trading a, a little line or a, a simple moving average sometimes can be just enough. So to, to just answer your question of somebody saying, like, um, they don't trade like that, I think it's all personal. I think you need to find you, – you need to find what you can see. You got to see it in your own way because the candles and numbers – whether it is uh, uh, time-based, tick-based, you are going to see it different than I do. And it's all going to come down to the system that you use and your conviction when the time comes. <laughs> That's perfect, man. I appreciate that, Easel. Okay, I do have a winner. Um, that I'm going to announce real quick. Bill Allen signs. I am going to DM you. Send me, DM me your ETH address, and I will shoot you over the stock. 
I love that. It's perfect timing for it. Um, so with that, guys, I do unfortunately have to go ahead and wrap up the space. I am going to kick up another one here that's not going to be wonky songs focused, but, you know, everything else focused here in the next couple of hours. So we're going to do a little double dip today, but got to take a quick break between then, grab some lunch and stuff. Um, but appreciate all you guys. Again, it's been a really fun space. It's been a fun week watching the stonks, you know, watching the stonks slowly climb and grind up too. Um, you know, I think we're still right now four four stonks on open sea beneath point one. So pretty cool. Maybe, you know, dude, how cool would it be if we come back here at the end of July and 80s baby comes back and somehow, you know, the floor of the stonks is like up to point two or something like that. Dude, that's, that's the coolest part about this is just, you know, I'm not a big floor guy at the end of the day, but what I am about is just showing 80s. It's like, okay, dude, you know, like the community is thriving. We're pushing forward. I think that, you know, after his trip, seeing something like that, it'd just be cool for him, you know, put him back, you know, not, not to say he's not in good spirits, but, you know, just a good, good note to start back off on. I will be the first donation to the GoFundMe page to send him back to the Peru. But oh, yeah, if it's just going up. <laughs> if it keeps going up exponentially while he's gone. Our sacrificial lamb. <laughs> the, he's such a good guy, he would probably do it too for us is the thing. He really would. He'd be like, oh, I have to go back to Peru. All right. Have, like this is such a struggle <laughs> yeah he'd be like oh like, gosh darn like man <laughs> he'd definitely be super upset about going back to peru with the plant medicine <laughs> dude I, I i heard from 80s a couple of days ago he texted me briefly and he wanted to, everyone to say um or he wanted me to say hi to everyone as well i think he's doing well he's gonna be back in three weeks i don't think we're gonna hear anything for a couple of weeks but he's uh he's here in spirit well, 80s, whenever you listen to this, man, we miss you. Bill Allen signs. Um, yeah, I just got your DM with the address, so I will shoot that over to you here in just a minute. I appreciate it, man. I'll shoot you the uh, the stonk. And until then, um, appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. <laughs> <laughs>